It's not good enough for radio. It's the Monkey Wedding Podcast Show. Hello, welcome to the Monkey Wedding Podcast. Don't touch your podcast dials because we've got one hell of a show in store for you today. No, no, please, please don't, don't retune your internet. Please, come back. John, 42, is living a nightmare. John goes to sleep knowing that in the middle of the night, something terrible will happen. John, 42, is pleading for your help. It's time for this cruelty to stop. Every night, John has to make this long and painstaking journey up the stairs to take a piss. Sometimes, on particularly difficult nights, John has to go to the bathroom two or three times, leaving his wife and family to fend for themselves. All John wants is to be normal. And for John, being normal is having a toilet on the same floor as his bedroom. With just a small donation to John's Pissing My Life Away Foundation, you can help buy this man a sledgehammer so he can build himself an ensuite toilet. Just a few pennies will ensure John, 42, has the chance to choose whether to spend a penny or do a poo in record time. Please ring free to pee, free to pee, free to pee. Please. And thank Pooh. Men, are you tired of cold chins and drafty nasal passages? Try new facial hair from Gillette. Experience the bushiest beards and manliest moustaches around. Only possible using our patented razor technology featuring zero blades. Facial hair, it grows on you. Terms and conditions apply. Gillette will not be held responsible for acts of fascist aggression resulting from improper use of the product. Facial hair may go up as well as down. Contact your local hair distributor for further details. And now on Radio 4, we have the third instalment of Alan Bennett's Custard Cream Memoirs, read by the late Bernard Manning. I remember the day I qualified as an oral hygienist. We used to call them rent boys when I were a lad in Harrogate during the war. Although I like the Americanism fluffer, it's more playful. That day, my mop top glistened in the rain like a nose hair after a sneeze. I finished your 274 men that day, ended up with lockjaw. I was rather fetching back then. My face was a perfect oval, like a circle that had its sides gently compressed by a thigh master. Uh, <clears throat> it's been a terrible day. I ran out of custard creams. My life seems futile now. Thora, my one-legged wife, took the last custard cream from my tin in a pincer movement. And in many ways, that sums up our relationship. If only she'd had the foresight to buy iced vores. 
I enjoy them with a lukewarm lapsang sushal because the fondant raspberry jam and coconut cleanses my palate of the smell of ejaculate and semen from all the punters I suck off. We used to get ice for vores, scotch fingers, a mint slice, the Monte Carlo, and wagon wheels in a brown pepper bag in Woolies. Halcyon days. Can't even find them in Waitrose now. My pimp, Delroy, got me hooked onto drugs. I have to eat 50 Jacob's cream crackers laced with cocaine or I get cold turkey. Next on 4, Mike explains libel laws to Yasser. Slowly and with words of one syllable. Ladies, are you tired of cold thighs and drafty vaginal passages? Try new pubic hair from Gillette. This summer, get ready to experience another story of a lifetime. Join Bill and Ted as they return for a brand new adventure. I can't believe I flunked my accountancy exams. Just a regular guy working in sales trying to make a living. Thrown together by destiny. I can't believe I got to do work experience with my cousin. Sitting on my butt all summer using a spreadsheet. What's Ted even doing on this project? He don't even know how to freeze pines. Bill, I need that sales report by tomorrow. Also, help me God you know what'll happen. Two guys who go on a journey where every number counts. So if I add A1 and B2 and all the sum up to H125, I can find out which of our salesmen had the most productive quarter this year. Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Pattinson star in Bill and Ted's XL Adventure, a coming-of-age tale. Now, Ted, if you're going to take this seriously, you've got to name your database properly. Gee, I never knew that. You, you really opened my eyes, Bill. An epic odyssey through time and space. Go back through history, but XL won't recognize dates before 1900. Where you find your inner genius. I never thought I'd be able to master pivot tables. And despite setbacks. I just can't get rid of the circular calculation. Your new skills can triumph over adversity. You can't give up now, Bill. By God, we can filter and slice our way out of this mess. You can discover the meaning of friendship. Tim, I won't let you die. Take my cells. They're yours now. But you work so hard on the field names. And save the universe. If we can just use the D-average function, then autofill from the original document and perform a multi-level sort, we should be able to recover the missing dark matter and reconfigure the entire space-time continuum. Bill and Ted's XL Adventure. Everything's a formula. Excellent! The Drones Party political broadcast with Norman Collier and Stanley Unwin. What a glory bold summer for Brickley politage. Drop black flyers full of lolling, much clinical. One parliamentary lilopper, Tory Cameroonie, all grumbled about multicultural all the crap. 
but was swiftly mouthed bombarding with critical requests to shut his gobby hole. Foley! Testing, testing, on, three, who, who, hear me, I'm clear. Peep louders was the sight of her majestyle, Queen Elizabeth in Buckingham Palace, greatage, godly Ava louder, Mr. Bond, and Falolapit from a helicopter there. Testing, testing, ooh, 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 this is political cast. I vote, but. Now, all music from Mozart and Beethoven to Lady Gaga and the Chemical Brothers is available for downloading in MP3 format, digital and WinApp together, then downloaded from the internet and synchronized with MP3 players of manifold type A, from tiny mouse USB sticker ickles and the microscopy iPod shufflet to mobile phones, laptoppers, and iPiddles. Don't panic. To be in as rise to. You're not. Can I be on your destruction? Cute. Wait, but million. Cluck, cluck, cluck. Bop, bop, tick tock. Bop, 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 It's true! Next week on The Archers. Deary me, me head be stuck in cow's back passage. This isn't in the Pharmasutra. You join us live for our World Championship de Arts coverage, the toughest competitive art criticism tournament in the world. With me is Russell Phillips, the 1989 championship winner, who will be offering his expert insight and experience. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here at such an exciting event. This first competition is between Harry the Mug Spencer and Ronnie Two Legs Jones. Perhaps you could give us a bit of background on our two competitors, Russ. Well, Harry famously got his nickname after his first ever the arts competition in which he mistakenly identified a 6th century Chinese cup as being from 12th century Japan. Ha! <laughs> That's quite some mistake. And Ronnie? Well, his nickname also came from his first competitive experience in which he was thoroughly trounced by Antonio Wills de Marco. After losing the match, Ronnie flew into an all-consuming rage and broke both of Antonio's legs. Ha! De Art sure has its share of rogues. Speaking of which, our two competitors appear to have finished limbering up. This first round will involve the identification and critique of decorative tableware. A hush settles over the crowd as Harry steps up to the plate, which he correctly identifies as a fine example of 18th century French porcelain. It'll be interesting to see if he picks up on the manner imperfections in the brushwork detailing the trees. Far from it. He seems to be praising the finer elements of the work. That'll hit him hard in the scoring. From his smirk, it'd appear that Ronnie certainly isn't oblivious to Harry's blunder. We'll soon see if Ronnie's confidence is well placed. His object is being unveiled as we speak. What do we have here, Russ? That's a tricky one. If I was pressed, I'd have to say a 18th century centerpiece. It sure wiped the grin off from Ronnie's face. He's thrown his hands up in disgust. Without being able to identify the item, he'll have to forfeit the round. A rocky start for both competitors, but Harry pulls ahead as we enter the modern art round. This time, Ronnie's up first. Unfortunately, he appears to be mistakenly criticising the table that the item is standing on. The actual artwork is the ethereal concept of ambiguity. A rookie mistake, Jeff, but an understandable one in the modern art round. Harry isn't very much better seemingly turning his nose up at the artwork in front of him. Yes, but to be fair, that could be more to do with the smell. This particular item incorporates the rotting entrails of a seagull in a piece entitled Childhood Seaside Holiday. I think you're right, Russ. Harry's started retching uncontrollably. 
but one of the judges has decided to interpret this as criticism through mime, a rarely used tactic, but one that often scores well in both the modern and performance art rounds. That's a stroke of luck for Harry. I'll say. With that, he wins the round and takes the match. Well, that's the arts. Join us tomorrow when Matthew Bigler will face off against Brian the Hammer from Hampstead Sewer. When they first pulled me out of the rubble and took me to the hospital, uh, when I woke up, the, uh, the doctors told me I was never going to be funny again. And in a way, that probably sparked a, a determination in me to, uh, to prove them wrong and, uh, and to go on and uh, recover and to uh, regain my humour and to, again, become funny. Um, after two years of uh, intense therapy, and real, you know, bloody effort. Uh, I, uh, I had the test, and uh, and I did actually find out this morning that I, I will never be funny again. I will be performing as part of uh, Monkey Wedding at the Camden Fringe Festival. See you there. Chart rundown. Coming in at number 7,732 in the charts this week, we have Ironic Racist by Charity Single and the Fraudsters. When I see my favorite band She was the bassist Lived in a warehouse Oh, so trendy Took me back home Said her name was Wendy Said she hated Jews Muslims and blacks She thought that we should Send them back But then she rolled her eyes she was just joking, my reaction was what she was provoking I fell in love with an ironic racist I fell in love with an ironic racist Two years later and we got wed I didn't have a doubt in my head But at the service her dress was white And so was every guest in sight When I asked her later she rolled her eyes I was in for the big surprise didn't have an ironic bone in her body She just had a lazy eye Thanks for listening. If you liked it, then tell someone. We've just done a run of five really lovely shows at the Camden Fringe, but we have one extra show this Saturday, the 22nd of August. So if you're in London, come along and see us being stupid in person. You can find tickets on camdenfringe.com. The music from Free to Pee was Seeing Her Again by Sanchit Balhara. The backing for Alan Bennett's memoirs was Fairy Forest by Exile. The score for Bill and Ted's XL Adventure was Pop Rock Instrumental by Matthias T. And the music behind Bruce's unfunny appeal was The Fates by Camo Flex. If you'd like to hear more from them, you can find links to all four artists in the show notes.
And if you want to get in touch, you can find us on both Facebook and Twitter if you search for Monkey Wedding. But do make sure you get your parents' permission before speaking to strange sketch groups on the internet. Thanks! Bye! Do it both ways. Yeah, do it both ways, now I can edit in the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should just put all this fucking crap in. Why don't you just do all the voices? <laughs> I'm tempted. <laughs> <laughs>